Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the podcast, we are winding down our series of fantasy football team previews, this time previewing the San Francisco 49ers uh, with you know benefit of three of their preseason games. Of course, I need to tell you guys about all the stuff that we have going on over at RotoExperts.com. I just released our ultimate guide to win your draft in 2019. We have our ultimate guide to zero RB drafting. Uh, We have the perfect draft. Really everything that you need to win your league in fantasy football in 2019 is on rotoexperts.com. Now, starting off at the quarterback position, Jimmy Garoppolo, starting quarterback, backed up by two guys who we saw play last year, Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. I don't think any of them could be described as elite NFL quarterbacks yet. I'm pretty intrigued by Jimmy Garoppolo because he's been in the NFL for five years, and we just have no idea who he is. He's only started 10 games, appeared in 26, only 361 passing attempts over those five years. So it just seems like he's been in the NFL for a long time, but we don't really know what he is in terms of being a finished product. He has 2,968 passing yards in his career, 17 passing touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Played in a played in only three games last year, and really played only two and a half because he tore his ACL in the Kansas City Chiefs game, but it appears that he is back and healthy for the for the 49ers this year. Um, didn't really look great in the preseason until week three where he he, uh, he kind of tore up the Chiefs through a really beautiful pass to Matt Breida on a wheel route that was converted into a touchdown, but he just is not really a guy that anyone should be excited about drafting, which is sort of interesting because he was being drafted as a top 10 quarterback last year. Before he got injured, he was going at like quarterback nine, right? So, so people were getting very excited about Jimmy Garoppolo in fantasy leagues last year, and there's just not really, there, that, that same sort of optimism does not abound for him this year, partially because I think the 49ers just looked so bad last year. You know, they just were not a very good offense. They finished 21st out of 32nd in points for their expected win loss was really bad. Uh, they won only four games all year. They play in a division that it, you know, is pretty defensive. So there's a lot of reasons why I would understand drafters not being particularly interested in Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Really the only scenario where I find myself drafting him is in draft best balls where our group of running quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, uh, when, when those guys get drafted early, you know, say those, you know, Dak goes in the ninth round, Cam goes in the eighth, Kyler goes in the seventh, uh, you know, something, or, you know, Lamar goes really early. 
That would be an example of a draft where I would be fine leaving with Jimmy, but it's not like you head into any draft going there, partly because everyone has to have some fear, you know, some small fear that he's going to get benched uh, by uh, Shanahan for Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard. Last year, Mullins had 8.3 YPA. Uh, Beathard had 7.4. Those are both, you know, well above league average digits. So it's not like it's not like those dudes were, uh, you know, unplayable. Uh, but not not a ton of interesting conversation to be had at the quarterback position. Pretty unlikely that uh, you know whoever the San Francisco 49ers quarterback is, it seems unlikely that that guy is going to lead you to uh, you know a fantasy football championship. Certainly. I think Jimmy could be an okay streamer. Uh, maybe maybe he would show a little bit of something, you know, over 16 games that we haven't seen from him in a smaller sample. But, like, he's not a guy who runs. Uh, you know, he has 48 rushing attempts over five years in the NFL, averages 1.1 yards per carry. So not like he has upside in that department either. Moving to the running backs, uh, now the team with Jarek McKinnon, like, essentially, I think we're, we're imagining that he's going to go on the injured reserve. This is going to be a two-man backfield with Tevin Coleman in the starting role, Matt Breida as the rotational back who also has some third down responsibilities, would also likely expect Raheem Mostert to make the roster. However, he is currently on concussion protocol, but with Jarek McKinnon uh, questionable, Mostert is going to make the roster and he is, because he's like one of the best special teams players in the NFL. So I would imagine that their roster is going to be Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, and then perhaps McKinnon avoids injured reserve, but we're not really expecting Jarek McKinnon to play much for the San Francisco 49ers in 2019. Uh, you know, we, we, he's been doing individual drills. He was shut down. He got a PRP injection in his surgically repaired knee. Uh, the Athletics' Matt Barrows, who uh, is obviously the beat writer for the Athletic for the 49ers, projects that McKinnon is going to open the season on the injured reserve. Um, and he... So they prematurely took him off the active PUP list. So basically what that means is that if McKinnon is going to remain on the team, he either has to be an active player or he has to be put on the injured reserve. But all of this serves as a long and extended way to say you should really be drafting Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida in, you know, a, a good percentage of your leagues. It's so crazy how Matt Breida is viewed as this soft, injury-prone guy. He played in 14 of 16 games last year. He had 153 rushing attempts, 5.3 yards per carry, 31 targets, averaged 8.4 yards per target. He missed no games when he was at Georgia Southern in college. Uh, and he was an amazing player at Georgia Southern. He missed no games as rookie year. But just to give you guys an idea, so at Georgia Southern, Breida had 171, 203, and then 168 carries. Like those are those are all good numbers. And uh, you know he he played with. Uh, NFL quality players while he was at Georgia Southern. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I really could not be more complimentary of Matt Breed. I think he's a great player. I think he probably is one of the most undervalued guys in fantasy football drafts right now. I think that he should be a top 100 pick right now. His ADP is, you know, definitely later than that. And I actually would not be surprised if at the end of the year, 
he ends up with more total touches or more total fantasy points than Tevin Coleman because I think Tevin Coleman is more likely to fit into that kind of grinder back role, you know, and, and Breida and Coleman can also be used interchangeably because they both have, you know, kind of similar playing styles. But for example, last year, Alfred Morris had 111 attempts and he had 13 targets. Jeff Wilson had 66 attempts and 15 targets. I think if you combine the Alfred Morris, Jeff Wilson stat line, and then you combine the Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert stat line, which was 34 carries and seven targets, I think you can get a pretty decent picture of what the backfield for San Francisco might look like. I also think it's probably pretty likely that Kyle Juszczyk just gets a little bit less work in the passing game this year than he has in years past. 41 targets last year, 42 the year before. He had 49 and fit crazy 56 targets. I'd forgotten about this. 56 targets for Baltimore in uh, in 2015. So that that's pretty wild uh, from Kyle Juszczyk. But I, I, I think both Coleman and Breida are great buys at their average draft position right now. Uh, if I was drafting, you know, kind of over this next week from August 22nd to September 1st, Breida would be a guy who, you know, I'd, I'd put in my notes before we started that like, okay, I really want to leave the draft with this guy. So that is how we view their running back situation. Situation. Moving to the wide receivers. No San Francisco 49ers wide receiver last year saw more than 66 targets. That was Kendrick Bourne. Pierre Gosson had 46 targets in eight games. Dante Pettis had 45 targets in 12 games. Marquise Goodwin got benched at the end of the year and was really only a situational player after uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got injured. He had 43. Trent Taylor, who uh, broke, I believe, his ankle or maybe his hand. I will I will look that up right now while we're doing this. But uh, he had he had a limited number of targets as well, 41. Matt Breida had 31. Jeff Wilson, 15. Richie James had 14. Uh, Richie James, actually, just some news just broke that it's pretty likely that he is going to make the team. Yeah, Trent Taylor has a Jones fracture in his foot. Uh, Probably pretty unlikely that he's going to start the season on the active roster. So when you get to breaking down the San Francisco 49ers targets in the passing game, really what you're looking at is, are any of these guys going to come close to you know, what happened in the 2017 season with the uh, with the San Francisco 49ers win. Marquise Goodwin was able to get 105 targets. Garcon had 67. Uh, Kittle that season as a rookie had only 63 on a... So it's just crazy. On 599 attempts, they had only one player who got over 100 targets that season. And the same was true last season. Uh, on 514, they had only one guy over 66 targets. So... Looking at the average draft positions for guys like Dante Pettis, they, it just seems completely undraftable to trust those guys in you know the top 100 picks. Whereas some of these other guys are are basically free. You know you can get Marquise Goodwin 190th overall. He's pretty interesting to me. And I think even in deeper formats, there's probably some reason to draft Jalen Hurd, uh, Debo Samuel, Jordan Matthews. Like I, I I wouldn't take any of them in best ball drafts simply because I think there's so many different ways that the wide receiver rotation could break out. You know, Kendrick Bourne could lead them in targets again. Marquise Goodwin could have another resurgent season. Jalen Hurd or Debo could prove to be ready. Maybe Trent Taylor is the starting slot wide receiver. Maybe it ends up being Max McCaffrey. You know, all of these things are firmly in the range of outcomes, and I think this is one of the most non-predictable uh, wide receiver rotations in the entire NFL. So I, I really outside of Goodwin uh, in you know deep kind of best ball formats, I'm really staying away from everyone. 
The tight end position, not a ton to say here. George Kittle is, you know, the second best tight end in fantasy football. We have him projected meaningfully ahead of Zach Ertz, you know, a round or two ahead of where our projections have Zach Ertz. But we also have him meaningfully behind Travis Kelsey mostly because we expect the Kansas City Chiefs offense to be much better than the San Francisco 49ers offense. But, you know, end of the second round, beginning of the third round is really uh, the right range to take George Kittle. And, uh, you know, we have no arguments taking him there. Overall, the approach that we would take to drafting the San Francisco 49ers is to really focus on Matt Breida and Marquise Goodwin. They're both uh, big parts of, you know, the portfolio of myself, Drew Dinkmeyer, Michael Leone, and Colin Drew, all of us who are drafting a lot of teams in the draft best ball championship we we've really invested in Brita and uh, Goodwin in particular Kittle a little bit less Tevin Coleman a little bit less I, I kind of wish that I could go back in time and and talk to the version of myself that was passing on Tevin Coleman at like 64 65 overall and just say you know obviously Jarek McKinnon's gonna get hurt so this is a this is a pretty clear value but I uh, unlike a lot of these other teams where injury situations have kind of robbed the value uh, they I do not believe that that is the case with San Francisco now. I think Coleman, Brita, and Goodwin are all like very good values and should continue to be drafting. Uh, so that will do it for the San Francisco 49ers fantasy football team preview. Of course, please make sure to check out rotoexperts.com to see all of our expert projections, rankings, and uh, all the premium content, the ultimate guide to win your fantasy football league, the ultimate guide to zero RB drafting, and much more.